Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Teresa Andrea, CIO at Silver Cross Hospital. I'm Kate Gamble, Managing Editor and Director of Social Media. In this segment, Andrea talks about how assuring alignment between IT and the business can help prioritize tasks while maintaining a true north, why it's critical to involve clinicians in decision-making, even if they say no, the stair-step approach her team utilizes when implementing new systems, and why being a successful leader means being willing to work in the gray. All right, so thanks again for putting aside time to talk about what you guys are doing at Silver Cross. Can you start by giving a high-level overview of the organization? So, yeah, Silver Cross, we are a 336-bed independent, what we say regional medical center, really. Um, Used to be what we call the community hospital, but we have expanded our footprint such that we are considered a regional medical center and very proud to be independent. We have several outposts as far as uh, freestanding emergency room, urgent cares, ambulatory sites for uh, family practice and specialties, and very proud of the awards. We recently were awarded a five-star CMS rating, a leapfrog of A, which we have been successful in maintaining year over year. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about us. Okay. And you're located in Illinois. Is it a suburb of Chicago or how would you kind of describe your uh, coverage area? Uh, Southwest suburb of Chicago, New Lenox, Illinois. Okay. So you've been with the organization for a while, but came into the the CIO role a bit more recently in 2020, correct? Yeah. In fact, June was three years. Okay. So I definitely want to get into some of that, but I think first, can you talk about what you consider to be really your major priorities at this point? Well, you know, my priorities align with the organization's strategic goals um, and strategic plan. IT, um, we have a IT, what I call an IT business aligned roadmap, and that helps us set focus on technologies, whether it be new um, implementations, optimizations, expansions, ensuring, because, you know, there's so much technology, right? I mean, technology touches just every single part of healthcare. So having an IT business aligned roadmap that really runs in alignment with the organization's strategic plan is really important to really ensure we are, are maintaining our true north, if you will, in the direction, mm-hmm. and then we're running in alignment with the, with the direction the organization is going. So if we think about where our current strategic plan is and in going forward, a lot of it has to do with patient access, ease of use, you know, a digital roadmap, giving people the ability to have healthcare accessible to them where they want it, when they want it. So part of our then objectives and priorities within IT are to ensure that we have those represented through technology as we look to see how we are going to invest our IT capital where we are going to spend our time for projects in any given fiscal year. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine that's challenging because there are so many different areas where you could potentially spend those funds. But if you want to just talk about some of the the initiatives that are really geared towards that digital roadmap or patient access. Yeah. So we, we have online scheduling and it's gone very, very well. 
However, we are going to be looking to expand how we use our texting platform, whether it be for campaigns, reaching out to patients proactively if we receive an order to say, hey, we have we've received an order. Would you like to schedule an appointment and including that link, that hyperlink to schedule? Um, looking to expand there and then also be moving into online registration, which, again, allows for access, easier access, increased efficiency and really convenience for patients. So versus coming and arriving on site and then going through the registration process, they could do it on their own device and allows them to upload insurance cards and, and driver's license. So that's one of the things we are going to be looking to institute. First, it's going to go at our ambulatory sites, and then we are going to do it at the hospital for acute care services and outpatient testing services, probably at the first of the year. Okay. So really, there's there's so much emphasis on access. And we know we've heard for years that this has been such a an obstacle in healthcare. And I, I imagine that really there's been a lot that's had to happen to kind of set up the foundation for this. Yeah. And you have to be able, and that's where, you know, choosing scale, scalable technology is so important and really having a stair step vision. Part of my role is to oversee our digital strategy. And so one of the things I am very passionate about is always, first of all, have a line of sight to the problem we're trying to solve, but you have to look mm -hmm. at the long-term and have a stair-step approach because you want to be able to stack your technology so that they're all complementing each other and that they're making sense for the consumer. Yeah. I like that, that the premise that's interesting. Can you talk a little bit more about how how a team can have that line of sight, but then also that use a, a stair-step approach? Well, okay. So I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. So we were just starting our digital journey and investigating what we were going to do first and whatnot. And then along came COVID, right? Through a monkey wrench into uh, you know the world. And we had to very quickly be able to figure out a way of how we were going to get massive amounts of people through testing, through immunizations, because we were identified as a site in Will County. And so as we were vetting products, certainly that short term, was important, right? Needing right. the acute need, but we we forced ourselves say, okay, where will this be a year from now? How could we expand it? And while it's always advantageous to be nimble and then speed to stand up is always important, things are too expensive and that you don't want to have to rework and have recost. And so our the product that we chose not only met that short term goal, but helped us as we transition to putting our outpatient services online, which we then expanded radiology modalities, lab, of course, but now online scheduling for our providers at our employed practices. So we've been to be able to scale all of that. And then in addition, having vision to say, well, what else is it going to be able to talk to? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you have a texting platform and if it doesn't, functionality doesn't play nice in the same sandbox with each other. Then you have a bunch of disparate systems and then you have the consumer who's going to unfortunately experience that because they're going to be getting messaging and different redundancies from different platforms. So that importance of having that line of sight to say, okay, you know, if I bring you into my world, are you going to play nice with others? And so that's another piece when I talk about having a line of sight and having a stair-step approach. You start, you know, at the baseline step, but you want to build upon it. So I always encourage to take a pause and assess that. As quick as you want to get some things to market, it's really worth it to have all the right people in the room and take a pause and have that long-term vision. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the other big implications is any impact that this will have on on providers. I imagine that that's something that's also been top of mind as you look into these different initiatives. Oh, absolutely. And you have to bring people along with you. And that includes physicians. You know, when Mm -hmm. online scheduling came about, the physicians are like, I don't want people controlling my schedule. I don't want you to tell me, you know, who I could see, when I could see and whatnot. And it really is about engaging them and bringing them along to understand the value add. You know, the success, especially with providers, is you have to find the what's in it for me, right? So the physician understands what's in it for him or her of why we want them to support this initiative, why we want them to be in alignment with, say, online scheduling, why we want their books to be open for business. Yeah. And is that something that's done through various committees or how do you uh, try to really uh, communicate the value that's in it for them? Well, a part of any project, you always have to have a robust communication plan and ensuring that you're, you're casting the net wide with your key stakeholders. And that's really anybody that's impacted. And there's immense value to have all the people at the table, whether it be the the provider or somebody who's representing the provider or a champion, having a champion is important. Um, Your revenue cycle, your scheduling, your operations, those are all the stakeholders that need to be at the table as design decisions are made and hearing your concerns so that Mm -hmm. we could address them and help bring them along. Being inclusive will fare you well. Being exclusive will not. And I we've learned that the hard way early on with initiatives that as much as sometimes physicians say, well, I don't have time and I don't want to be bothered. You need to find the time and you, and you need to bring them along. And even, even if it requires going to them, I've been to many quarterly physician group meetings to keep them in the know, let them know what's coming, how it's going to impact them and the what's in it for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And So do you make it a point to make yourself available to answer the questions? I I would think that 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 makes a difference. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So definitely doing a lot in the digital uh, front door arena. And are there other initiatives that you also are, are looking at either for now or in the future? Well, AI is all the buzz now, right? And how we're going to use AI. And there's a lot of technology that's coming out now. And it's the big buzz. But again, the value to just take a pause and understand it. You know, Mm -hmm. I think when we talk about artificial intelligence and algorithms and machine learning, how this plays out for healthcare is a little bit different than, let's say, when you're not dealing with people's lives. And so we're we're treating this year as like kind of like to educate ourselves, the good, the bad, the ugly, what's known, what's not known. And, uh, and while we're going to go there, we absolutely have to go there. We want to be smart about, again, what that stair-step approach. Where's the first place that we want to dip our toe that we think will add value to the organization, but with risk mitigated to a degree? Right. Smart. And as far as wanting to make sure that IT and other teams don't have too much on their plates how is that something that you address to make sure that that workload, that it is somewhat workable? Yeah, it's a challenge. And I, I think this is probably familiar to many IT shops as anything and everything in healthcare now touches IT. But that's where you have to have a strong capital project plan, a project roadmap, 
that we have an IT steering committee that helps decide what those projects are going to be for the, a given fiscal year because, you know, we're a hybrid shop. Our analysts not only do projects, but they have break fix. They also have service requests. So we have to find that balance and ensure that we are keeping that balance. Anything that is not planned or that has not gone through the regular planning process has to go through the IT steering committee as an unplanned project. And it gets vetted by IT first, where we could get our mitts on it and understand it and what's the resources that are going to be needed, whether it be monetary or labor-wise. And then we go to the IT steering committee and say, listen, this is what we have going on. If you want us to do this, this is when we can do it. And we give them something to react to. And you have to approach it this way because, you know, everybody, you know, your, your executives in different areas, your different areas of the hospital, whether it be clinical, whether it be infection control, whether it be revenue cycle, everybody has their number one. And so IT can only have so many number one things that they're working on at the same time. So right. ensuring a, a solid, supportive IT steering committee that really sets the foundation and the, and the, and the uh, rules of the road, if you will, such that service requests and projects are coming through to say, does this make sense? Is this going to benefit the organization? Does this really need to be a priority this year? Maybe it's a good idea, but maybe it's not for this fiscal year. Or mm -hmm. is it an important enough that it's going to be a game changer that we push off something else to do this? And keep in mind, one of the questions you have to ask yourself, and this kind of goes back to why it's important to have an IT business aligned roadmap, is, mm -hmm. is what they're asking in alignment with your strategic plan and vision for the organization? Right. right. Yeah, that's huge. Another area I wanted to, to talk about is, you know, working with vendor partners and what you have found to be best practices in building and maintaining, you know, good relationships. Good communication, number one, having clear expectations and communicating those expectations. And, you know, I always say, I'd rather be transparent and honest, and this way they know where we stand. I believe in having good vendor partnerships. And I always say, let's let's be better together. So um, while I absolutely believe in accountability and holding vendors accountable, I hold my own staff accountable too, and, it, and any given project is a partnership. And so I think it's just that clear communication and expectations is key. In a right. partnership. Right. And, and understanding that it has to be mutually beneficial and that you understand, obviously, that, that they're running a business, but then the vendors understanding, you know, where you come from. So, yeah, it seems like communication Absolutely. is huge. Mm -hmm. So looking a bit at your career background, been with the organization, as we said, since 2009 in some various different roles. And when you did take on, you stepped in the CIO role almost three, sorry, more than three years ago. So I guess first, can you talk about like what it was like to uh, to take on the CIO role during that time? It's June of 2020. So we all know that that was tumultuous. Yeah. So, and I have actually two tours at Silver Cross. Started there in the cath lab back in early 2000s. I left and then I came back and I'm a nurse by background. And right. So, you know, I, I dipped my toe in technology starting in like 2011, 2012, when we were going to an EMR and they needed somebody who did not necessarily have a ton of technology experience, but understood workflows and how to transcend 
those workflows with the EMR. And that's how I kind of got my interest. And I went on to get my master's in informatics and I served as the director of clinical informatics for, for five years and did a lot of initiatives. And people have asked, boy, you know, you're a nurse. Wow. How'd you get in technology? And my, my first answer is I have no idea, but here I am. <laughs> it works. And I think the reason it works is success in the CIO role today is not about who's got the biggest IT chops in the room. It's about understanding the business need and being able to transcend the discussion such that the technology makes sense to executives, board of directors, et cetera. Because if people don't understand it, their gut check is to say, well, no, we don't need it. It's not a priority, et cetera. So I think for me, part of my success in this role is, first of all, you have to be humble and you have to be open. And I'm not afraid to ask questions, right? Mm -hmm. And I have also forced my team to transcend the discussion in terms, and I say, okay, I need to explain this to the CEO. How is this board going to approve three and a half million dollars to redo our our wireless wired infrastructure? I have to be able to transcend the the discussion that makes sense to them. So I think because I'm able to do that, I've walked the walk of a provider, of the nurse, you know, taking care of a patient. I can hone in on things. And one of my first questions is, how is this going to impact the business? And compile that with my informatics experience, my business acumen having a wide lens view and just being a change agent that has been successful in navigating across departments in the organization. I think those are all key things that have led to my success in this role. Yeah. It seems like it's becoming more common to see CIOs who were nurses and it's, you know, makes a lot of sense obviously, but can you offer any advice to someone who's in nursing now who wants to eventually pursue that type of role? Um, I would say get involved, be a champion for your unit. If there's new technology Mm -hmm. coming to your unit to be a subject matter expert or a super user, offer to be, start participating in projects and committees where you can help represent one of the key stakeholders. And then as far as just being open to asking questions, I mean, my path in certainly was especially three years ago, was not conventional, you know, and and even as I started to network, people had technology backgrounds and this, that, and other. And and I'd sit there and say, well, listen, you know what? I don't really need to know how the server works. I need to know how the server supports the business. Mm -hmm. And so my advice is just to not be afraid to ask questions and be willing to be vulnerable to, to just understand and learn and be willing to be a little bit uncomfortable and work in the gray. You have to be able to work in the gray. Technology is not necessarily black and white. They may sell it as black and white, but where it plays out in healthcare, you have to be able to work in the gray. And there's, because there's a technical prop piece and there's an adaptive piece. And it's often the adaptive piece. Then that's the hard work, right? You could throw technology in, but how people adapt and use it and adopt is the hard work. And that's really a good way, if you're looking to dip your toe in technology, to come in that way, to be able to be a change agent and bring people along with change with technology is a really good way for someone to start that has more of a clinical background. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, 
visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.